that works, things that affects my life, parts of things that I think about and give me a cozy oh, feeling. Now faith is like a one glass of milk. Now faith is like a chocolate chip cookie. Now faith is like two Tylenol I can take to make the pain go away. Know the kind of faith that will enable me to do the impossible and to believe God in ways that are irrational. The Bible says that the man got up in front of the people. That was his first step. His first step was to take a stand in front of the people who were judging him. He had to be willing to stand out in the midst of a synagogue of people who didn't get it. He had to be willing to stand up in front of people that misunderstood him. Do you have enough faith to take a stand? Do you have enough faith to come out in the open and say, I'm a person of faith. I'm not ashamed to be identified with God. I'm not ashamed to be optimistic. I'm not ashamed to have an outlook that's not wounded and regulated by the affairs of this life and the systems of this world. I have the faith to stand up. I think it's time for the people of God in America to take a stand and say our faith is real. Don't relegate us to a voting block. We are the people of faith. So he stood up in front of them and then watched Jesus. Jesus was looking around. Somebody said, look around, look around, look around. And, and Jesus found this one man, and he stood this one man up. And the Bible says that there were two conditions in the synagogue. There, there was one condition. It said that the man had a shriveled hand. But watch this. It says that when he stood up, the man, he was deeply distressed, verse 5, at their stubborn hearts. Which one is worse, a shriveled hand or a stubborn heart? The condition of the man's hand was an image of the people's heart. The symptom was reflective of the system, and Jesus came to confront both. So he tells the man, he tells the man, stand up, and then he tells him to stretch out his hand. Imaginatively speaking, Perhaps the man kept his bad hand in his pocket. See, because the Bible says he had a shriveled hand. That means the other one was working just fine. And Jesus didn't specify which hand. So you know how we like to do? We always like to stick out our good hand first. Hi, nice to meet you. I made cookies. The good hand. Jesus said, no, not that one. Not the one that's working the one that wasn't working. God didn't bring you here today so you could show off the parts of your life that are working. He brought you here today to heal the parts of your life that aren't. So, so look at five. Look at five. He says, he says, he was deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Their, their shriveled hearts that had lost the ability to feel compassion so that their only thought was not of this man. Their only thought was of their man-made laws. Their, their only thought was, was of the religious requirements. Their, their only thought was of what, what was wrong. Their only thought of, was what they would, could, could correct. And he looked around at all of that, and the Bible says he was deeply distressed. And so he restored the man's hand, and then the man stretched it out. would be the logical reading of the text. That's not how faith works. Faith, faith has a different order. Notice how Jesus, 
first of all, commands him to do what he cannot do. Faith will command you to do what you've never been able to do. Faith will command you to do what you've convinced yourself that you're unable to do. Faith will, faith will fly counter to the narrative that has guided your entire life up to this point. Faith will call you a conqueror when all you've ever known is defeat and then see what you're going to do about it. Faith will tell you to stretch out a hand that you had hidden in your pocket, hoping nobody would notice. See, see, it's significant that he healed a man with a shriveled hand because if the man's feet had been lame, everybody would have been able to see that from the moment that they carried him in the door on a mat. If the man had been blind, he would have had to feel his way into the room. But the thing about some dysfunctions is that they're easy to hide. And you can get by with one hand. And nobody even knows that nobody even knows nobody even knows about your temper except your wife. Nobody even knows about your spending habits except your husband and his tearing your marriage apart. Nobody even knows about your eating disorder. Nobody even knows. It's fine. It's fine. And Jesus says, that hand. That hand. That hand. No, no, not a good hand. That's a good hand. I saw a good hand. Your other hand. I want to heal you on the other hand. So he... He had his hand hidden, and then he took a sandal for the people. And when he when he stretched, see, I always want God to restore before I respond. But the order of faith says that it's only when you respond that you can be restored. It said, when the man stretched his hand. His hand got stronger as he stretched. God is stretching somebody today. He's stretching your faith. He's trying to get you to see that it's only when you reach out. It's only when you make the effort. It's only when you'll do what you thought you couldn't do. It's only when you're willing to stand and even look like a fool. Come on, is there anybody who wants God in your life enough to stretch for today? If that's you, do what the man did. Stand on your feet and stretch your hands. Come on, stretch your hand. Stretch that hand that you weren't able to stretch before. Stretch that part of you that wasn't able to believe before. And as he responded, he was restored. God wants to restore some things in your life. One, one gospel writer said when he stretched his hand, it was just as good as the other one. In other words, God took the part of his life that was dysfunctional, that was affecting all the other parts of his life that were functional, and there are certain ways in which you can have one part of your life. A hand can affect everything. Your ability to produce, your ability to get a good job, your ability to get along with people. But God said, I didn't bring you here to partially heal you. I want you to stretch out to me today. I say, the presence of the Lord is in this place the restorative presence of the Lord is in this place this is a restorative atmosphere this is a restorative environment 
There's no Pharisees around here looking to see what you came in with. We're not that kind of church. We got a lunk alarm in this church. Those people don't make it very long. This is a place where you can stretch it out. Come on, you can stretch it out here. You can stretch it out. Listen. I preach this word with all of my heart, but this word cannot change you without your response. This word cannot heal your hand if you don't stretch your hand out. So the application to what I'm preaching today, and I hope that next week you'll come back because I want to pick up right here and move forward with this thought. And I hope you'll join me for it. And I'm waiting for you to applaud as a sign that you're excited about that. But what I want you to do while we're, while we're waiting to get back together is you don't need a special occasion for faith. You don't have to wait till next week to build your faith more. What I want you to do this week is do something that you couldn't do without faith. Do something that you've been putting off, and it could be very small. Jesus didn't tell the man to do a cartwheel. Jesus didn't tell the man to, to, to do an ice sculpture with his fat hand. He told him to do something simple. I wonder what simple thing you could do this week that would have great significance in your life. Some of you need to take your bad hand and call your father and seek his forgiveness and reconciliation in a relationship. One, one simple act like that. Some of you just need to get, get to work on time this week. Just a simple thing. Stretch your hand. Touch somebody and say, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Just get to, if you would get to work on time every day this week, it would send a signal to yourself that I'm not limited by what I always thought I could do. Some of you just need to take every day this week and say, you know what, every day this week, I'm going to start my day in God's Word because that's something that I wasn't doing before. And if you do something you've never done before, you'll experience something you've never experienced before. Stretch your hand. Stretch your hand. God didn't give me this faith just so I could be complacent and comfortable with my dysfunction. If you've got a shriveled hand today, but you feel faith rising up in your heart, and you would like for me to pray with you about something that's in your life that's shriveled, something that you've been previously unable to do, but you're willing to stretch a little bit and say, this week, I'm going to make the move that I couldn't make. I'm going I'm to stretch my faith in a specific way. And if you want me to pray for you, would you just stretch your hand up right now as a sign of your faith? Just as a sign of your faith and keep it up. I'm going to pray with everybody who's got their hands stretched. Father, we're not waiting for restoration to give a response. We declare right now in Jesus' name that this week our faith is going to work. We're going to have an active faith this week. We're not waiting on outcomes to judge the validity of our faith this week. We got a new outlook this week. And so we're going into Monday. And we're moving into Tuesday, we're going into Wednesday with a faith that works. And it's going to work because we're going to work. I want to ask you a question. It's an important one, so I want you to really consider it. What's stopping you from moving forward in the ways that God has called you to move forward? And how can you find that next step of faith to take? Sometimes we just feel stuck. Sometimes we just need a push. Well, I've got a push for you today. And so many times we overcomplicate it. What if all God wanted from you today 
was one next step. But all you had to do was respond in faith, and God would do the rest. I believe that's absolutely true. And if you feel stuck, we have a great resource for you that will show you a practical and understandable way to live your faith on a daily basis. All right, so I want, I want you to get this. Functional Faith, it's a seven-part series on faith that works. Right. This is a practical plan for being effective in your daily walk with Christ, and I want to share it with you today. Yeah, and the best part about this resource is it's more than sermons. We're still receiving testimonies of how through this series, God is changing hearts and releasing people to a simple but effective life of faith. You know, we can get all of the biblical knowledge in the world, but faith is not about a formula. Right. What we need is to take action with the yep. knowledge we already yep. have, yep. to take a step. And when you take a step of faith, God will meet you there. Yep. I want you to take a step today. Request a series, functional faith. Get full of the word of God. Get inspired to action. Get ready for what God has next in your life. Yep. I want you to call right now. Don't put it off. If you sit around and think about it and maybe I'll do it later, i get some things to do. No, no, that's the old you. Right now is your time to to take action. Request this functional faith series today. It's a seven-part teaching. It's so much more than a teaching, though. It's a practical guide to get your faith in shape and see all that God has put in your heart come to pass. And we're going to send it to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. Call now. Go online. We can't wait to get this resource to you. And here's some more details. You need a faith that works in the real world and in the midst of your specific challenges. It's time to live in a way that brings spiritual practices into your day-to-day. We would like to equip you with Functional Faith, a comprehensive seven-part teaching series that Pastor Stephen Furtick shared in his own church. Through this series, you can learn how to experience faith in a new and tangible way. Faith doesn't take the weight off of my life. It shows me how to handle it. My faith is not hostage to the outcome, but my faith is an outlook. And to help you fully integrate these practical lessons, you'll also receive reminder bracelets to wear and share that illustrate Pastor Furtick's process for reframing life situations and more. To receive your copy of Functional Faith with your gift of any amount to this ministry, call or go online to stephenfurtick.com now. And I'm not talking about your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Declare His glory among all nations. Join us in worship. Worship by Hillsong. Only on the Hillsong channel. Imagine the way you could partner with Hillsong and be resourced for your life journey. While the Hillsong channel is such a blessing to us and the opportunity to take television around the world, I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box. In other words, every month you will get all sorts of books, 
sources information that will help you to feel like you're part of that team or will help us to make this great message. Welcome to Hillsong Channel Now, the one-stop destination for the very best from Hillsong Channel. Watch original series, hit shows, conferences, worship, kids' programs, and more. There is something for everyone. My goodness, I can't wait to get started. And with new episodes every week, you'll always have something to watch. Anytime, anywhere. It's TV that will equip you for your every day. <laughs> you couldn't get excited. Whereabouts? Just ship gas. I didn't notice you before. <laughs> watch your favorite shows on your favorite device. Commercial free. I know Head to hillsongchannelnow.com and subscribe today, and you'll receive your first month absolutely free. Hillsong Channel Now, anytime, anywhere. God-sized dreams and praying God-sized prayers. 
And the bottom line of the book is that oftentimes we are praying prayers that we can accomplish in our own strength rather than praying for the impossible, daring to believe for the supernatural, the kind of things that only could happen if God got involved. And oftentimes when we start praying for those impossible dreams, we realize we can't do it on our own. We realize we're going to need some people. If it's a God dream, it's going to need a God team. If you have a Bible, go to Mark chapter 2. And one of my favorite stories in the life of Jesus happens Right towards the beginning of his ministry, Mark chapter 2, Jesus was preaching in a house, and it says that he had come to Capernaum, come back home, and as people started hearing about it, word started spreading. Immediately, in verse 2, many gathered together in the house. And when they found out J.C. was in the house, they all packed in tight. There wasn't room for anyone else to get in. I love that. God loves a full house. I can see this house filling up where there's not room enough to get in, and they're going to have to dig a hole through the roof. Look what happens next. It says that people couldn't get in, and then, verse 3, they came. Everybody say they. I love this entrance of this this part of the story. Then they came. And they came to Jesus, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. There's a difference between the they that was with this paralyzed man and the four guys that were there. There was more than just four. Sometimes we think that this story revolves around four friends carrying their buddy on a mat, but it wasn't just the four friends. There was a they involved with this. Everybody say it takes a village. Come on, welcome to the village right here. It takes a village to help a dream come to pass. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. The people in your life will make your dream fly or they will make your dream die. And so this, this man needed some people in his life that were going to help his dream fly, help his dream come to pass, the kind of friends that could help his future be a future that was fulfilled through Jesus. It said that they came and there were four friends that were carrying this paralyzed man. Imagine with me in this moment, right here in this church service, if all of a sudden there was this group of friends that needed to get someone that was hurting, that was that was broken, that was paralyzed, did Jesus. Imagine with me if they just started walking in the room carrying a mat. That'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? If they were like carrying a mat, there's like a dude laying on the mat, they're bringing him into church service. You're like, what's going on here? What's Paul doing? And all of a sudden, they can't get to Jesus. I need someone to play the part of Jesus. Oh, here we go. Give these guys a big hand. All right, Antonio, can you play Jesus down here? Now imagine Jesus is down there at the bottom of the house, these guys are on the top of the house, and I think sometimes we all think that it was just perfect. Like these guys happened to have a rope, they tied the rope around the bed, then they tried the hole through the roof, then they lowered the There was a lot of people involved helping this guy's dream come to pass. And they got closer to that hole in the roof. Don't drop the dream. Don't drop the dream. Hey, even when the dream gets dropped, God does not forget you. Thank you, Jesus. Even when people dropped you. All of a sudden, people started coming around to help this guy get to Jesus. This, everybody say, it takes a village. So they're all helping this guy get to Jesus. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And all of a sudden, Jesus, look at this in verse 5. I love this. When Jesus saw their faith. Everybody say, their faith. Say it like you mean it. Their faith. When he saw everyone helping this man, the team, the God team, God has a team for your life. 
God has people lined up in your future. God has people in this room that are strategically ordained to be in your life, to be a friend in your life, to help a dream in your heart come to pass, to help you become the man of God you're called to be. As iron sharpens iron, so the friends in your life will sharpen you. The people in your life will either make your dream fly or make your dream die. In that moment, those friends, that village, that group of people, that community were working together to see a man's dream come to pass. And there Jesus saw their faith. Everybody say, their faith. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And the religious people got upset. Who's this guy that can forgive sins? What's he doing with these illustrated sermons in this house? We just wanted to talk. And Jesus noticed all the religiosity, not in this house, but in that house back then. And he said, just so you know that I have the power to forgive this man of his sins, I also now speak to the sickness in his body. God has the power to bring healing to anything in your life that looks impossible. Any relationship you're in, any sickness that you walked in here with, God has the power to heal you. I just feel right now, God's healing somebody in this room, healing somebody's body, healing somebody's heart, healing somebody's mind. Jesus looked around the room. He said, let me show you the power of God that's at work. Son, rise up and walk. And all of a sudden, that young man got up from that bed that he had been lying in his whole life. And Jesus said, take your mat, because your mat is your testimony. Your mat is your message. Your mat is proof that you're not who you used to be. You used to be lying on that thing, but now you're carrying that thing. Come on, church. Somebody say, carry the mat. Another way to say it is embrace the gaps in your life, because the gaps are the places where you are weak, but he is strong, where you couldn't get to Jesus on your own, but somebody carried you to him, when you couldn't carry yourself. I remember as a kid, our family, we used to occasionally go on road trips, and I remember going on this one road trip to Branson, Missouri, and uh, we were coming back home. I fell asleep in the back of my mom's big blue van, and I remember the next morning waking up, and I was laying in my bed, and I was so confused. How did I get here? And I went into the kitchen, and my hair's everywhere. I look like Macaulay Culkin off a of Home Alone one. I was like, and uh, I looked, and I was like, how did I get here? And they were like, when you couldn't carry yourself, we carried you as a family to your room. There's times in your life where you can't carry yourself. You need a family. You need relationships. You need a village to carry you. Sometimes we get hurt by a friendship, by a relationship. We build up walls. Things happen. We get, we get offended. We get hurt. We feel betrayed, and we stop wanting to have relationships within the church. Jesus didn't give up on the other disciples when Judas betrayed him. Jesus came back and continued to build relationships with his disciples. Being faithful is the key to a happy, faith-filled life. It's even more important that we recognize that each blessing comes from God. With Pastor Paul's new gratefulness journal, you can start and end your day by recording your blessings and meditating on God's Word. This easy-to-use interactive journal will put you through this thankfulness process, an action plan for each day and a reflection every night. If you shift your heart to an attitude of gratitude, you'll find greater happiness, faith, and a deeper relationship with God. Using this interactive journal is a record of your thoughts and prayers. 
to just be amazed and look back and see how your relationship with God has grown in depth in its devotion, all because of the simple reflection of His lessons and purpose for your life. Receive your free gratefulness journal today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org. Your breakthrough is connected to your gratitude. Get your gratefulness journal today. This story is about the gospel, about the Great Commission, and about you. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news. This ministry has and always will be about one thing, helping people. Around the world, through our missions programs, hundreds of thousands of people have been helped practically and spiritually by the generous support of people like you. Through GV alone, we are seeing more lost coming home, more addicts being set free, more sick healed, more miracles, but there's still so much more. And this is just the beginning. When you go to pauldoherty.org and give, you're saying you want to be a part of this great commission. As we partner together, you and I will see God move in miraculous ways. Please call or go online right now to give at pauldoherty.org. Thank you. Your gifts make a difference in people's lives every day. It would be prideful to think that we could do this Christian walk all by ourselves. It would be prideful to think, I can get to Jesus all by myself. This paralyzed guy, he knew it. I can't get to him. We don't know the backstory, but I want to just imagine for a moment, sometimes we read over Bible stories and we don't even think to ask the questions, how did he get those four friends around him? Because we just come right into the moment when the four friends are already carrying him. We don't know how they knew that he needed to be carried. He probably had to send word and ask for some help. Ask for some friends to come and carry the dream in his heart. You know what God spoke to me? So many people's dreams go unfulfilled because they refuse to swallow their pride and ask for some help from the people in their life that are ready to help them, but they think, I've got to do this all by myself. I gotta, this is a DIY project. Do it yourself. i got to be a self-made man, a self-made Christian. That's anti-gospel. Even Jesus had relationships. Paul the Apostle, one of the greatest preachers, surrounded himself with people that could help carry forward the dream that was in his heart. What makes you think you can't do this without a God team in your life? You need people. And maybe you say, well, Paul, how do I get them? Well, I think it starts with letting go of your ego, swallowing your pride, and asking for some help. Swallowing your pride and putting yourself out there to be in some relationships in this church, in your life, that can help you become who God's called you to be. Some of us are waiting for someone to come and just introduce themselves and say, hi, I'm going to be your best friend. I'm going to help you fulfill your dream. It just doesn't happen like that. This summer we were at a public pool, and it happened for my son that way. My son Liam, he was, you know, swimming in his floaties, and this little boy just came up to him in the public pool and said, Hi, I'm Preston. Will you be my best friend? And Liam said, Yes. And Preston said, Get on top of this little tube. And so Preston just pulled Liam in the tube. And when it was time for Liam to go, after like an hour and a half of him hanging out with this kid he just met, a stranger at the pool, I said, we got to go. Preston said, he's my best friend. Take care of him. Okay, Preston, he was like 40 years old. <laughs> but let's be honest. The older we get, it just doesn't happen that way. You've got to initiate. Here's what happens. Pride waits. Love initiates. Pride waits. 
Christ says, no, 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 you've got to come to me. You've got to ask me to go to lunch with you. You've got to give me your contact information. You've got to invite me to come into your connect group. You've got to hand me a box that says, here's all my God team. I've got, like, this. pride waits. Pride waits for everyone to come to him or her. But love initiates. Love is in a church service like this, and as soon as the message is over, love goes to someone on, on another row or on the same row and says, hey, here's my number. Let's go get coffee this week. I could use some God friends in my life. I could use some more people helping me. And I would love to help you in whatever dreams are in your heart. I'd love to be there for you. Let's go golfing this week. Love initiates the relationships in your life. How many think relationships are important? All right, so here, let me just tell you, when we get to heaven, we don't get to bring our houses with us. We don't get to bring our cars with us. We don't get to bring our careers with us. We don't get to bring our bank accounts with us. Guess what we do get to bring with us? Relationships. It's the only thing that plus the impact you made on people's lives for eternity through the times that you gave in the offering, through the moments that you helped serve someone, a stranger on the street, those, those moments of impact, that, you get to take that to eternity. But the other thing is you, you take the relationships with you. You're not getting rid of me. I'm going to be in your neighborhood in heaven. I'm going to come ring your doorbell and say, come on, let's go praise Jesus today. Let's go swimming in the river of mercy and healing and grace. Let's do some cliff jumping over there. Come on, we're going to have fun in heaven, right? You're not getting rid of me, and I'm not getting rid of you. We're going to be up there together. There's not going to be like a church split in heaven like, no, I'm going to my own church up in heaven. No, we're all going to the same church under Pastor Jesus. Come on, somebody. And I think God from heaven is saying, work together right now. The enemy more than ever is trying to divide people, get people at odds with each other, get people against each other, not working together. And this is what Paul said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. He says, guys, you know that the end is drawing near. So let us stir each other up. Let us think of ways to motivate one another, to acts of hate. I'm just checking if you're listening this morning. Does Paul say, let's motivate each other to acts of hatred and violence and division? No, 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 he doesn't say that. He says, let's, let's get together and let's motivate each other to acts of kindness, acts of love, good works. And then he goes on to say this in the next verse, and... Let's not neglect getting together. Let's not neglect. I mean, sometimes we get so busy, we don't have time for each other. But one day when we get to heaven, the stuff we were so busy working on, it won't be up there, but the people, the people that we spent time with, they will. Those relationships matter. Jesus spent the majority of his time in his three years of ministry building relationships even with a guy named Judas, that he knew was going to betray him. And oftentimes in our lives, we get burned by one relationship, and so we build up walls against everybody. And it starts at a young age, right? It does, because I'm watching my two baby boys, and it's interesting. (laughs) Liam, he loves everybody, but for some reason, there's like one or two people that he just runs from as soon as he sees them. And nothing's happened between him or that person. But for whatever reason, I think maybe one time they came in and they're like, oh, Leo. And he got scared. And now anytime he sees him, he just doesn't, he just runs from him. And it's this fear. He's got walls built up between him and that guy. And, you know, I think about how in our lives sometimes we get hurt by a friendship, by a relationship. We build up walls. Things happen. We get 
We get offended, we get hurt, we feel betrayed, and we stop wanting to have relationships within the church because we just blame everyone for what that one person did to us, for that one relationship. Jesus didn't give up on the other disciples when Judas betrayed him. Jesus came back and continued to build relationships with his disciples. You have a God team in your life, and you can't do what you're called to do without that God team. There was a song we used to sing when I was in youth camp. All of us teenagers, we'd get together and sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Then we'd get to this one verse and we'd all look at each other. Don't none go with me. Still I will follow. Don't none go with me. I think it's way too high of a key, guys. <laughs> but we would scream at each other, no one's going with me. I'm all by myself. No one, no, no one goes with me. And I understand the point of the song because there are times in your life where you have to follow Jesus even when no one else. But when you start singing that song and you're standing next to brothers and sisters in the Lord and they're all beside and they're like, we're going with you too. <laughs> Don't act like you're going on the rapture without us. Like, we're going to be up there with you. We're going together. Everybody say we're going together. If we're going to be in heaven together, then I think it's important that we should be on earth together, even outside of our church services, that we are building relationships. This is where real maturity, real growth, real Christian development happens is in those relationships. You know, I was joking with my brother-in-law, Caleb, this past week, and him, and uh, Drew Bontrager, and, and Daniel Henshaw. We, we were able to play a quick game of golf, and the whole time Caleb was just making me laugh, and it was so healthy for the soul. You don't just need friends in your life just to pray for you. You need friends in your life to help you laugh, to help you loosen up, to help you be joyful. You need friends in your life not just for the spiritual things, but for the emotional things, the natural things, the things in marriage. Some of us are too prideful to ask for friends, to ask for help, to show up to a connect group because we have to initiate ourselves going somewhere that's outside. There's some of you that came to church today. It's your first time to come to church. Well done. Well done. Branching out, taking a risk, moving to a new place. There's seasons in my life, there's days in my life that are just not easy. Anybody ever have rough days before? Yeah, all of us do. And you need friends to call, to lean on. Even in the last couple weeks, some of my closest friends just sent a text. Hey, can we get together? Let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's, let's encourage each other. Just need someone to hang out with. Earlier this year, I had a friendship just go south. And it was, it was a difficult thing. I felt betrayed. I was frustrated. And immediately, I just built up walls. And I only wanted to just go to church, work, and be with my wife and my two little boys. I just was like, I just don't want to hang out with anybody. I just can't trust anybody. And the enemy was just planting seeds of isolation and just making me feel like I just, I'm just going to be with my wife and kids, and that's it. And I remember, like, God just 
speaking to me. He used a few situations, a few church services, a few moments of some of you out here in this room coming up to me and just saying, hey, Paul, God's blessed you with some great friends in your life. And I was like, you don't know. (laughs) I was being selfish. I was blaming all my friends because of one friendship. And some of us are punishing everyone in our life because of one person that hurt our feelings. We're punishing everybody because of one South relationship, one relationship that, you know what, God restored that relationship by the way he reconciled it. But you know what? It required both of us to swallow our pride and say, hey, I could have I, I misunderstood that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And, and because of that, God healed the relationship. But more importantly, God helps me to break down the walls and, and show me I need relationships in my life. I need friends that I can walk with and, and share struggles with and I can pray with and that can encourage me that I can laugh with, that we can ride bikes together, that we can take a walk together, that we can go to lunch after church together, that we can watch a movie together. You need relationships in your life. God doesn't want you doing this journey on a, uh, all by yourself. Get together for my sake. Get together for your sake. Get together for God's sake. The world will know that you are followers of Jesus by the love that you have for one another. And love can't just happen on Sunday mornings in a church service at 11 a.m. Love needs to happen on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Wednesdays at lunchtime, Friday mornings, Saturday nights, going to watch a fight, going to watch a game, going to hang out together. Get together. And it doesn't always just have to be a time where you're always just praying together. Get together and spend time building those relationships. Relationships are so important. Who are you doing life with? Who knows your name? Who knows what you're facing right now? And is there someone that you're connecting with, that you're praying for? Is there someone that you're getting involved in their life, helping them fulfill their dream? I'm telling you today, your God dream needs a God team. You need people in your life that are going to walk with you and help you fulfill that dream. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the guys in my life, the people in my life, the mentors in my life that have spoken into me, prayed for me, counseled me, listened to me, uh, hung out with me, gone to football games. Those people, those relationships are so rich and so important to your dream, to the life that God's called you to live. I want to encourage you today, get out of your comfort zone. Don't wait for people to come and find you. You go out and find people. Make some friends. Go join a local church. Find a life-giving church. Get in a community group. Start making those friends that are going to help you fulfill the dream God's put in your heart. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for every person that's watching. I thank you for new relationships, new friendships, and God, even old friendships that they've forgotten about being rekindled. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for divine connections to help them fulfill their dream. Now just pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I'm all yours. Help me, God, to make godly friendships to fulfill my God dream. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you just prayed that prayer. I believe God's going to bring the right people to your path. I'm telling you, God has the right connections to help you fulfill your dream. And, and God wants to use you to help others. We've got a new resource out called the Gratefulness Journal. And this is an awesome journal to keep you following God's plan for your life, to keep you uh, being grateful and believing God for more and trusting God on the hard days. This Gratefulness Journal will bless you. So if you want it, call us today or go to our website right now. Get your copy of the Gratefulness Journal. Once again, thanks so much to all of our partners. We can't do what we do without you. We love you. 
Never forget your best days are right in front of you. Being thankful is the key to a happy, fake self life. It's even more important that we recognize that each blessing comes from God. With Pastor Paul's new gratefulness journal, you can start and end your day by recording your blessings and meditating on God's word. This easy-to-use interactive journal will guide you through his thankfulness process, an action plan for each day, and a reflection every night. If you shift your heart to an attitude of gratitude, you'll find greater happiness, faith, and a deeper relationship with God. Using this interactive journal is a record of your thoughts and prayers. You'll be amazed to look back and see how your relationship with God has grown in depth and its devotion. All because of a simple reflection of six lessons and purpose for your life. Receive your free gratefulness journal today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org. Your breakthrough is connected to your gratitude. Get your gratefulness journal today.
Stingray music. All good vibes. Yes, I 
People are tripping, man. People need Jesus, Tommy. Let's get, let's bring Jesus. I'm better than you. 
Good morning. What's up, Brother Richardson? Just not coming back to work for the first day. Let me go ahead and clock in. Oh, you know, Smokey. Rascare <laughs> Horashishi de Gosandraka, Rombokuskere de Gosede, Horashere de Gosedeskere de Kombosa, Rand de Goseshi de Gosada, Horomboskere de Goseshi de Rasa, Rand de Goseshi deke, Rand de Goseshi de Gosandaka, Rand de Goseshi de Gosede, Rand de Goseshi de Goseshi de Gosada, Rand de Goseshi de Goseshi de Gosa, Randy the Gosashi the Gosashi the Gosarga, Randy Gosashi the Gosa, Randy the Gosashi the Gosashi the Gosarga, Randy the Gosashi the Gosashi the Gosarga, Randy the Gosashi the Gosa, Randy the Gosashi the Gosashi the Gosarga, Randy the Nisis kombos gindera kodiska ha ha. Niasikandos kereramboti ha ha. Sigilkandros kandi kereramboski ha ha. Andros kumbuku ho. Niaska ha. Niskandros kandi kandoku sadiskandrande ha ha. Niasadia. Norobukuse he. Nyakadia rambats kirirokobote ke he. Nyakas kandor randirokosandike andokosaka. Hosh kandia rambos kirirokodike. Hosh kandirokosedike. Randirokosaka. Hadis kandos kidiandia ha ha. Shikiandoski diandros kararakombose Moski da kadrandike shindaha Nieskindia doko romboski aha Niaso romboski horskaramboska Nieskarande rukose deke haha Koskararakombosko rakonde rukose shirukosaka Korumboske de Rukose, Shirukose, Shirukose, Rukose, Korandiki Shadaka Shilumboskinde Kumbuskan Raski de Kobuska Randaka Forumbondraskiri Kose de Kie 
Yes, Father God, we praise thy name. Mm. We glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Father God, as your word is now manifesting. Mm. As your word is now manifesting. Oh, Lord. Manifestation means is now beginning to produce and come forth, is now moving from the faith aspect into the tangible aspect in the natural. Not the tangible aspect in the supernatural, in the spiritual, because remember Jesus said, I saw their faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. That's in the supernatural realm, the spiritual realm. But when it begins to manifest, which God is saying that now things are beginning to manifest, that means it is moving from the supernatural, from the spiritual, to the things that we consider real. Because, see, a lot of us don't consider the spiritual world real. A lot of us don't because we can't just always see it or, or, or feel it or, or touch it. We we might acknowledge it, but we don't really say that it's real. See, that chair, that car, that tree, that person, you consider them real. But that spiritual world, you don't really consider it real. A lot of us don't. But see, what we truly need to come to the understanding is everything that we can see, touch, or taste came from that which was spoken by the supernatural God. So everything from the natural came from the supernatural. Come on now. So just because you don't consider it real because you can't see it don't mean it ain't there. Because in reality, that's where you're going to spend your eternity is in that supernatural realm. Come on now. That's where you're going to spend more time at in the eternal realm, in the eternal world, than you're spending here in this natural world. So why are we so caught up in obtaining natural things? Why don't we work for eternal things? Come on, Father God. You went to teaching right now, Lord. You went to teaching right now, Father. See, he's trying to tell us to change our perspectives because, yes, we are caught up in the cares and concerns of the world because it's true. We need our our, our needs met, our bills paid, our roof, our money, our funds, our children, our family, our health. Those are truly concerns. Come on, God. Come on, God. But what he's trying to truly tell you is you need to put more weight in the spiritual realm. You need to put more value in the eternal things than you do the natural things. Because that's what you're going to carry with you. Oh, shut up. That's what you're going to carry with you to the heavenly. That's what you're going to, what you're going to spend more time with those things that you have earned concerning, concerning eternity. Mm, mm, mm. So one more time, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ has just spoken a word through me, telling me that those things that you have been walking in faith for are now transferring from the supernatural to the natural. They're now beginning to manifest. That means you're going to be able to take your hand and put it on it. That means you've been walking, hoping, and believing that God's going to make what is now beginning to happen. That means that rest is now beginning to part. That mountain is now beginning to crumble. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let me put it so you can feel real. You're starting to have finances in your bank account. 
without it leaving out quicker than it's coming in. Yeah, you might be struggling with some health issues, but you're getting better because you've been standing. Come on. Now, see, that's the key. That's the key. In order for it to manifest, you got to stand and stand there for you got to continue to stand, trust, confess, and believe even in the midst when everything is going in the opposite direction. Mm. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, because it's just confirmation. It's just confirmation. I, I had a court thing yesterday, and I, oh, here we go again, here we go again. But I said, well, Lord, okay, I'm standing there. What do I do? Okay, do this, do that. Before I got home, that situation was remedied. Before I got home, God supernaturally stepped in and said, son, I'm tired, I'm moving, I'm standing on your behalf because you've been obedient. I'm moving on your behalf because you've been doing what I called you to do.
trust and believe he will. Transformation from the natural, supernatural to the natural. Now is the time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All righty. Well, after I finish hollering in the phone, that's what I call this thing. I got to let the phone. Yeah, I know, I'm hollering the phone. All right, let me break out the list. I am Thank <laughs> you. 
Push the Push it the the go the 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 Push 
Brandon Hollis, Samantha, Hushka to go switch you 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 to Rascal, 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 Rascal,
Yeah. So that that's that's how I feel. I'm like, am I the problem? You know, what what is it? Because I try, I try, I can I can just um I feel like I'm spinning my wheels here. I'm so used to being on point with certain things. I'm not like the world's best secretary, I know that, but I just feel like I can't be on point here because I'm totally out of my element. And so what does it force you to do since you're out of your element? Pray even more. Mm, Pray and seek even more because I, you know, I feel like the normal questions that I would ask um, if I'm assisting someone with something, it's like a bother to the people here. And I I don't know. You know. So I, I don't know. So because what one of the things, know? I don't know how long I can stay here, Sam. This place sucks the life out of me mm-hmm. to the point of where I almost had a wilderness mentality in my car on the way home. I said, Lord, send me back where I came from. And I know, I, 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 and, that, and that's, to me, that's an Israelite wilderness mentality because when it gets too tough somewhere else, you definitely want to run back. You know, and I did recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, baby, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, Good. Like being on the on the, on the tail end of that. Um, what made you take this job? I felt like. I really felt in my spirit that it was from God. I really did, Pam, because everything that I put in front of these people, even the time it took me to pray and make up my mind to take the job, just came in. It, it just came into play. I said, okay, I need more vacation. They said, okay, cool. I said, okay, I can't keep taking off my job for these interviews. You keep wanting me to meet all these people. I can't keep doing that. They said, okay, we'll come to you. We'll meet you at Panera. I said, okay, (laughs) cool. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, okay, this got to be God. This got to be God. And you said you felt it in your spirit, right? I felt it in my spirit. But then I have someone says, well, not everything good is well, not everything that seems good comes from God, and I get that too. And Sam, I don't know if you remember, because I'm learning to write stuff down when you prophesy, that <laughs> you were telling me there was going to be a moment where something, where things were going to be so good that I was going to think it was from God, but it's actually the enemy testing me, so to speak. So I don't know. I just don't know, Pam and Sam. I don't know anymore. All I know is this place sucks the freaking life out of me. <laughs> In four freaking months, I feel like I've been here twenty years. Been there, done that. Um, okay. 
Um, so, okay, do you do you recognize when when God is speaking to you? I I feel like I recognize when God is speaking to me, but not as clearly as I would like to, if that makes sense. So okay. I felt I felt like He was speaking to me during this situation. Um, it was just I said, okay, since you guys are so far out. I want to work these hours. They said, okay, cool. I said, I want to telecommute once a week. They said, okay, cool. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, which I haven't telecommuted yet because the the thing is you, you have to be there a certain amount of time to do that. Plus I need to be on site to learn my job. But um, I just, the money's great. I can, but you know what? I still, I'm like, okay, the money's great. I'm paying bills. I'm I'm still tithing, but I'm still there's still a little bit of a struggle there with the money too. So I'm like, okay, I'm just a baffled fool right about. I'm a what the temptations say. I'm a ball of confusion. <laughs> you gotta bring your temps into it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just a ball of confusion. But now, when you made the decision to accept the job, that felt right. Right? It did. It did. It did. When I look back, because now here's the part that got me. Both the recruiters, when I called them, they said, we just knew you weren't going to take this job. We just knew. We're so excited that you're coming. So I get here, and the white chick that's training me, who has been phenomenal, who left the role, when I tell you God put people in places because one of my bosses got a little nasty with me about something, that white girl came down to my desk. She put him on front street and said, no, you're the one that's not supposed to be doing this. You're the only one in the firm that gets away with this. If you would do X, Y, Z, she could do X, Y, Z even faster for you. But because you want it this way, and no one else but you, that's why it takes so long. And I sat there with my mouth open. And she said, when he walked out, she said, I don't work for these MFers anymore, so I can say what I need to say now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, <laughs> for her, I mean, she was so passionate about coming to bat for me. She said, because the girl before you, couldn't even find her way in out the rain. She was even an in. She said, and now here you come, and you got the skills that it takes to do this job. I'm looking at how you catching on to this stuff. She said, these people are abusive. She said, he's abusive. And I told her, Pam, I'm going to tell you how I feel. I feel like some days I, I'm at my desk, I want to grab my eye because I burned the casserole. Then the next day, he comes in and he's charming. I'm like, okay, I, I, what what in the world? Okay. Then wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what's really gonna fool you. Okay, so you know how when you're in a, a, a when people are in a, an abusive relationship, they make, make they make up excuses. So this is what I get from his team. Well, you just have to, he's such a genius, and he's really so smart, and sometimes he just doesn't think when he's, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like 10 people in your group that keep 
trying to coach me to believe that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she got it out. Yeah. <laughs> Woo to the saw. Ah. Uh, okay. Um, the best way that you're going to be able to handle this is to not let them change you. Exactly. And and that won't be easy, okay, because they're going to try. But yeah. you have to remain who you are. So if you come in every morning and, and you say good morning to people, then, you know, regardless of whether they respond back or not, you have to you have to keep doing that. You and know? I do. And I do. I do, Pam. Because I'm just usually a happy, jovial person. I mean, I may get a little down occasionally over life or whatever, but I do. But, you know, I'm also the Mikey of the group because I get more – because I'm new and they think I don't know any better, but the white girl schools me on everything. She's like, I didn't have to do that. What is that? I didn't have to do that. What is that? We So it's like – People just walk up, and I'll see these emails transpiring, uh, Pam, and nobody has said anything to me. Nobody said a word. It's like I'm copied on it. Yeah, well, we'll train Van, and she can start doing that. And, uh, yeah, go seek Van, and can you give Van access? And I'm sitting here like, what are y'all giving me access to? <laughs> well, nobody you know what, that's, that, that's, that's part of the course with the, you know, with the color girl. Um, you know, all the stuff that the other people – um, you know, didn't want to do, they now going to start, you know, like trying to put on you. Um, yes. Now, you know, you, you could easily say, you know, this ain't my job, but that's never a good thing. Um, exactly. Um, exactly. But instead, the, the stuff that they're putting on you, is it going to give you new skills? It's going to give me skills that pertains to this company that's, 10 to 12 years behind in technology. That's what it's going to do to this company only. Okay. Is, but is, okay, is, the, is the subject matter anything that, that you haven't done before? Is there anything? Okay. Yes. yes. It's something that you can yes. learn from what they're about to dump on you. Yes. And that is what sometimes keeps me in a positive mindset. It's like, okay, suck it up, learn it, see how you can use it to a pertain to somewhere else, you know, even though it's their software, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is, is this, this actually will give you negotiating power. Yes. Because as they dump all of this stuff on you, it's going to put you in a position where they won't be able to afford to lose you. This is true. This is so, true. Um, so when it comes time for review, this is going to be something else in your pocket where you can negotiate, you know, either for, you know, an extra day off or, you know, a higher percentage in your increase, you know, or whatever, you know, because the more that you learn, the more um, experience that you get, you know, yeah, their software may suck, but if the if the subject matter is going to give you additional um, additional knowledge that you mm-hmm. can't where else, okay, then yeah. 
um, then that, that that that's in your benefit. And that's how I've had to look at it. But how do you handle working in a position that you're just totally not interested in anything that you're doing? Mm, no, I don't know that, that that that's different. That's different. Yeah, because uh, I'm like, you guys, this is not an EA position. This is a billing specialist position. Mm. That's not what you told me. I'm sitting here doing all of this billing and figuring this out and trying to do this, and they want this, and why didn't you write this off, and that shouldn't be. And I'm like, because this isn't what I do. <laughs> this isn't what I do. <laughs> this isn't what you told me. I'm used to sending somebody to Paris and trying to get them from Paris to China within a week. That's what I'm used to doing. I'm used to PowerPoint presentations and this, that, and that. Now, I have one guy. It's funny, Pam. I have one guy who came, two of them, actually, who came from where I came from, from PwC. They've just okay. been here like six and seven years. But the way they work, they work like they came from PwC, and I jive really well with them. Okay. There's just a different level of professionalism than what I'm dealing with, you know. Okay, how do you deal with something that you don't, you have no interest in? Um, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> mm, this is boy. Now, do you have I'm no like, interest in it because you just because you just don't enjoy it, or because it's different than what you did before? I just don't enjoy it. Okay. I don't enjoy anything about what I'm doing now because I'm like a it's almost it's like a finance person. I'm not a finance person. It's like a um a uh it's 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 glorified invoicing with okay. the occasional EA stuff like you may schedule a meeting or something like that or whatever, but it's not as extensive as me taking somebody's life and running with it on their calendar and, and pretty much saying, I'm sorry, Miss Pam, uh, Mr. Such-and-Such is not going to have to be able to meet with you today. We're going to have to reschedule. I, I'm used to just taking somebody's life and running with it, okay, you know, and being left alone and being trusted to do that. But here is just – I'll give you an example. About two weeks ago, one of the guys was traveling. I haven't done not one travel arrangement, not one, since I've been here. Okay. He comes over to me and says, oh, pull up my calendar. I said, okay. Uh, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow, and I need a, uh, I need car service. I said, okay. I said, um, I know we have a agency that we use here. So is there a particular car service or should I, you know, I said, I'll call the, no, no, I'll call the hotel directly. I said, okay. I said, now, if the hotel's off of shuttle, well, no, I just want a car. Now, see, these, in my mind, are pertinent questions because where I came from and every other job before where I came from, if I got you car service and one of my partners come back and say to me, well, then, um, we could have saved that $120 for car service because the hotel offered a shuttle. You see what I'm saying? Okay, right. So I'm asking you, and you act like I'm retarded. I got two heads because I asked you about if they have a shuttle, are you interested? So it was like I was bothering him because I was asking him pertinent questions. So I said, okay, I'll get the car. I said, now what about returns? I worry about that. I worry about that when I, when I get to it. Okay, then. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Mm. Well, like, you know, well, they probably aren't used to efficiency. Um, you say you've been there four months? Yes. Do you think you'll be able to stick it out for a year? I think I'll be able to stick it out through the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, obviously you've given this thought. Um, <laughs> that was on that was on time. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, well, what this could have been is it could have been a transition still to something better. I agree, because you said you know that they gave you more money, they gave you you know extra time yeah. off, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So when you look again, then you're you're in a better position for um, negotiating. Exactly. Okay. And that's what I said. I said, because don't get me wrong, I've picked up some stuff here that I can take with me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned is what I don't want in my next job as well. There you go. And that's something that you can uh, be very specific about in your in your interview. Because now, even though you're not happy where you are, um, you don't want to go from the frying pan to the fire. Exactly. And so, exactly. so when you start looking again, um, you don't you don't want to just jump at at anything, you know. No. And so. And and my suggestion also would be to be honest when they ask you, you know, well, you've only been there, you know, it's been less than six months. Why are you looking? Um, and just be honest, the position that I interviewed for is not the position that I received once I got there. Exactly, exactly. And I said that. I said I'm going because I'm a different person. The old me 20, 15, 20 years ago would have been like, oh, I, I – well, you have a four a four month gap here. What was going on there? Oh, I was working temp. I was just working various mm-hmm. temp assignments. I would have lied, but now I'm a different person, and I'm going to be forthright. You right. know, um, you want them to know if you all, you know, if you all pull this trick on me, guess what? I'll do the same thing again. I'll be deuces again. Yep. You know. So, yep. you know, I would definitely suggest, you know, like being honest with them because, I mean, you do have a job, so it's not like you're unemployed, desperate for work. Right, right, you know? exactly. So if they if they aren't amenable to what, you know, to what you're looking for, then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know, thank you very much for your time, have a great day, and, you know, and move on to, you know, to the next company. Um, you know, you don't have to jump at, at anything that, that's thrown at you. So, exactly. and like you said, you've already, you realize what you don't want, yep. you know, and so if if that's how the interview is going, then, you know, you'll know, okay, then this this is not for me. You know, this is not what I'm interested in. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, I'm going to back you up some. Okay. Um, you said that, and, and you need to look at this from a natural as well as a spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, because a lot of things that Pam was telling you were very good on the natural aspect. Now, 
I'm going to back you up to the spiritual aspect. You Do you really believe that God led you to this job? I do. I do. So now, before you go there, okay, so we're going to say that you do. Now, are God's ways your ways? No, they're not. Are God's thoughts your thoughts? No, they're not. Okay. I asked you a question, and you said that you find yourself praying more than you did before. Yes. So from God's perspective, would that be drawing you closer to him or further away from him? Closer. Closer. Now, I'm going to back you up in some of our monsters I prophesied over you, et cetera. Has it been told to you that you're going to be an entrepreneur and God's leading you in that aspect? Yes, you and uh, Lisa both. I've I've heard that from both of you guys. I, I have, and a part of me feels like maybe that's that's why I'm so restless because there is a young lady that works for the firm. Uh, she's in Birmingham, and she does certain things that the firm needs. And she used to work for the firm, but now she has her own Girl Friday business. And I really think I could be a bang-up personal assistant on my own for for several people if needed. Okay. So now, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Does a entrepreneur think like a person who has a job? No, they don't. They don't. What do you? What, what's the difference? The difference is, to me, I feel like I'm meant to whatever it is I'm called to do in my entrepreneurship is part of a ministry as well. It's part. It's a part of getting God's word out as well as working for people, helping people, just looking at. The systems that they use, they're just not efficient. And one of the IT guys, his exact words to me was, our systems aren't efficient, but they work. Well, who in the heck wants to run a multimillion company, dollar company, saying our systems aren't efficient, but they work? Okay, now Isn't I'm that an oxymoron? It is. <laughs> I want to ask both you and Pam this question. Actually, I'm going to show Pam this question, which is going to be interesting. Because you work with me on a lot of different things, from a skill set position, meaning like, you know, um, administrative, secretarial, what all do you see me do? Oh, you mean the different hats that you wear? Yeah. Yeah. And when you were asking um, uh, uh, Vanessa about her, her entrepreneurial side, that made that just made me think in regard to this job. You're doing this billing, which you do not like, but once you become an entrepreneur, billing is going to become part of hot dog insurance, you, know, you know, of your business. Yeah. And, and Beginning, you may not be able to hire someone to do that for you. It sure and, is. 
And then even when you are at a position to be able to hire someone, you still need to understand it. I need to understand it. And I, oh, my God. And also, when I send, when I engage a client and I put in that letter, pretty much, no work will be done until you pay this $4,000 upon signing of this engagement, and then we'll settle up the rest on the back end. I have learned that here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I ain't done with you yet, now. Okay, I'm listening. You know okay. what? They're all in a meeting uh, for the next hour. That's why I'm down here on this call. <laughs> oh, I thought you were taking day off. <laughs> no, uh-uh. they're all in their, in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, if God has put you in this position, you find yourself feeling, feeling challenged, who do you draw your strength from? I draw my strength from God. I draw my strength from him. I When I tell you I am praying every day, all day long, long and, and a few cussing spells in the middle, I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. I am praying all day long. So now you, you probably find yourself praying more intensely as well. I do. I do. So you're praying more. The intensity is more. Intensity is greater. Um, you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, when, and what we as children of God have to find, come to the understanding that God puts us in uncomfortable situations, and we must seek Him to come through it. So, yes. so far, I'm not hearing any reason why this job is not from God. What about you? Yeah. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonk, wonk. Look, put thing in wonk, wonk, wonk. And Sam. She did she did my amen. She did your own. She did my amen. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Amen. 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 How much are you praying in the spirit? More than before, because I've noticed that it, it it it's coming more frequently now. I will mm-hmm. say that. And Sunday at church, it was really off the chain. So mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, more and more, more and more. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. Look, look. Believe it or not, what I'm telling you is going to save you a whole bunch of time and frustration, okay? Yep. Again, yep. because I understand it. When you get to the point, because you said some things about ministering through your job, mm-hmm. when you get to the point, and I said this to you before, that you come in and you transform your environment, that's when God's going to release you. Okay. Right now, your environment is still affecting you. 
right yeah. now you're still mad, frustrated, or whatever. But when you get and see, there's only going to come through by doing what you're doing, going through this, the frustration, the anger, drawing close to the God, praying in the spirit. See, all that's building up your spiritual man. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm going I'm to need you to look at this from a spiritual perspective. When you get to the point that when you pull up to your job, all those demons are going to leave because they're going to say, oh, hell, she here. We got to go bother somebody else now. Yep. Yeah, that's when God's gonna release you. So until then, He's building up your spiritual endurance. Because see, for an entrepreneur, you have to be able to change your environment. Absolutely. Yes. Look, yes. look. I, 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 yes, I, I, I laugh at myself now because, like, y'all, I'd be so mad, frustrated, and pissed. Very often, it's just on the inside. I just have learned not to mutter it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Because I understand words. Yeah, and, and I can't change my environment if I keep complaining about my environment. Complaining prolongs your circumstances. You get, baby, you get this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And go another plan, Pam. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, have another way of looking at it. Also, I do. Right. That, that's very, very, very key because if you can, if you can begin to look at it from that perspective, then you'll find you'll have peace instead of yeah. frustration. Yeah. And, and through that peace, you're going to find that you have strength to do it because you're going like, you know what, look, I understand, God, you're trying to change. And then you're also going to begin to see the purpose that God is trying to show because a lot of things that you're doing, there's a purpose behind it beyond just the carnality. Yes. Yes. It's just like Nathaniel brought up about the building and other. So God is literally training you, but you can't see what the purpose is when you get mad, frustrated, and pissed because you're too caught up in what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the truth. And now, also, so, yeah. you got resources there that you can be learning from. Like just like mm-hmm. that IT guy who's saying, you know, that, you know, this stuff is outdated, but it works, you know, which is stupid in and of itself. But, it is, um, right? You know, <laughs> you know that's, one of those, that's one of those head scratches, like, huh? But, uh-huh. You know, but you could also pick his brain, you know. You know, for a smaller company, what would be a better, you know, uh, mm-hmm. company to use? You Absolutely. Know, uh, Yep. You know, for, uh, you know, for maybe somebody starting out, or you know, what have you. You know, what would be a better uh, software to use? Where can you, mm-hmm. you know, acquire that? Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, if you have to say it's for a friend or whatever the case may be. You know, but actually, sometimes you don't even have to go into that type of detail because they really don't care. They'd be so happy to talk. Um, right. You know, and to find out. You know, where can you acquire the 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 software? Are there training classes? Um, you know, so I mean, you you know, you got resources. If the people are willing to talk, girl, please pick their brain. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Yep, yep. And then, and then with the with the billing that you do hate, um, you know, start start, you know, be taking notes and stuff in regard to um, you know, your the processes and you know and things like that. And um, accounting finance is my background, so I will, um, you know, help you out when you when you step out as much as I can. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I do feel better, and I do have a different perspective. Thank you, Jesus. I do. I do. Okay, yeah. so you can come off the ledge now? 
I can come off the ledge. <laughs> I can come off the ledge. Both feet are inside the window now. Because <laughs> you sounded like you was about to, if you didn't jump, you was going to throw some people off. I mean, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. And that's when I that's when you came in and you heard me say the Israelite mentality. I was like, I'll go back, I'll go back, I'll go back, I'll go back. <laughs> but that's not his plan. Oh, you know, that is not his plan. Yeah, you was about to say, forget the promised land. I'll just go back to where I was. I'll just go back to where I was. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, Pam. Oh boy. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. Mm-mm-mm. Now, and it, it, it's interesting, um, you know, because when, when Sam asked, you know, is, is uh, God's time, our time, and so on and so forth, how how this conversation uh, came together type of thing, because now they're mm-hmm. in a meeting, so it gave you the opportunity to call in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to be in therapy and had a little issue this morning, so I was going to be way too late to make it worth my, my time to go. And so um, when I saw that um, that the call was in progress, I was like, I'm going to call in um, mm-hmm. and, and clicked in right as you were, you know, about to, you know, abandon the promised land. Yeah. That's God. He lines it all up. Mm-hmm. He lines it all up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's like a weight. That's a that's a sigh of relief there. Mm -hmm. So see now when they come out the meeting and and you look at them with that with that you know look of peace on your face, see you'll be thinking like y'all just don't know. (laughs) Y'all just that's it. That's it. Y'all just don't know. I was about to this car in 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 fast forward and all y'all over. Is that okay? <laughs> like what the heck? Okay, okay. And you know what? Okay, Jesus. Now more in their processes, Pam, are like because they are. Okay, I I don't want to stereotype, but this is the truth. They are a Jewish-owned firm, and when I tell you they choke George Washington to death, mm, yeah. but I don't think they realize sometimes it, it can be to your detriment. My, yep. What I'm trying to say is everything they do, the, their processes would be for a small business like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can be tight with a dollar when it comes to spending. Yes. And sometimes I just have to really catch myself when they do things because last week, week before last, they sent out the Christmas, the holiday, well, holiday, excuse me, Christmas party, but they sent out the holiday party invite. And when it came through, I kind of just busted out laughing because I'm like, wait a minute, y'all having a holiday party from 3 to 7, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., in this small place, Villa Christina, are y'all just hoping that most of the people don't show, show up <laughs> and, 
And number two, it's obvious you can't bring a spouse because you got it during work. <laughs> so it's like, really, y'all? But you know so, what you can? You know what you can learn from them? Yep. How to save some money. You got that right. You got that right. You know, there are certain things, you know, that they will spend money on, but um, just to be, you know, they're they're not impressed. You know, they're not trying to impress people and, you know, um, that type of thing. And so, you know, if it's, if it's something that they're genuinely interested in that will benefit them long-term or what have you, then they will spend the money on it. But just, you know, like, you know how we do, spending money just yeah. to be spending it. Um, no, that that ain't happening. No, and I see that. I see that even I was talking to the IT guy about the phone system, and, and, and then I'm going to stop talking about this, but I said it would be nice for me to have a panel, and he was like, well, you know these phones are refurbished. I said, yeah. I said, I haven't <laughs> seen these phones since 1990, and this particular business, it's gone out of business, this particular company that made these phones. I'm thinking, where did y'all even get these from? <laughs> so that's how thrifty the they other are. companies that sold them. Exactly. They yeah. got rid of their system and updated to Cisco Unity because I, what my point in saying is when I get up from my desk and my partner is on the phone, is on a call, and his door is open, I don't know because he has a headset on, and when I walk into his office, because he may be quiet listening at the time, I break his train of thought. Whereas if right. I had a panel, it would light up and say, Mr. Joe Blow is on the phone. So I would have sense enough to know not to go in his office. Exactly. Girl. <laughs> then they look up at you like you got two-headed snake. Like, mm-hmm. can't you see him up to my chair? So... God is good. Oh, my God. Y'all really, boy, thank you for letting me lie on the sofa this morning. (laughs) (laughs) This was truly a blessing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now I'm going to go back up here to my desk. Because they're in meetings, but the people that sit around me with the two noses aren't. (laughs) Okay. God bless you. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for this call. Thank you for the work that's being done on this call. Oh, my God. We praise you. We lift you on high in Jesus' name. Amen. You both have an awesome day. Hey, uh, Nessie. Nessie, Nessie. Yes. Yes. Before you get off, Pam's going to pray for you. Okay. And Pam, like, I... Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Pam, I'm going to fervently pray for you. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, there you go with that word again. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Father, I come to you this morning to pray for Sister Vanessa. Father, we know that it was no accident that I didn't go to therapy this morning, that I called in when I called in at the time that I did and that Vanessa was on the phone. Father, thank you 
or allowing me to use my past experience to help Vanessa off the ledge because she was close. Thank you, Father, for for her willingness to, to, to ask for help, to, to ask for some clarification, to ask for some understanding. Thank you, Father, that she was open to hearing what what was there for her already, but just hadn't the the smoke hadn't risen yet. The the glass hadn't cleared so she could actually see. I thank you, Father, for for using us this morning to help Vanessa with her vision, with her understanding, with her clarity. Thank you, Father, for, for giving her the tools that will help her as she moves forward on the plan that you have set in place for her. Father, I thank you continually for this call, which provides such a forum. Because not everyone has this. And people were were quick to to put a negative spin on it instead of digging deeper. And Father, she may not hear your voice, but she feels you in her heart. So she knew that the job was sent by you. She just wasn't understanding why it was seeming so difficult if it was sent by you. And so then she had to to come out, step out of the box, and ask for some assistance, to ask for some clarification. Father, we just we say a prayer from Miss Vanessa this morning as she is continuing to prepare for what it is that you have for her to do so that she will be in a position of strength and of knowledge. She doesn't have to like billing. She just has to have a basic understanding of it because if she doesn't, then her future business will fold before it gets going. So thank you, Father, for exposing her to to different aspects that she will need. The IT guy who could be a source even going forward that she can call back on and and pick his brain and and ask him for assistance um, or what have you. And anyone else in the company that that comes across her path that may provide information that she can take note of for future reference. The systems in the company may be antiquated, but now she knows what she doesn't want. Even though it still works. So thank you, Father, for putting all of this before her so that she can categorize, do I keep this? Do I throw it away? 
do I donate it? Amen. So, Father, as, as Vanessa goes on with her day with a renewed sense of understanding, we just thank you, Father, for continuing to bless her and to prepare her and for putting the right people in front of her, even when they may seem like they crabs, you get from that crab. Because that gentleman who, who was irritated by all her questions, he's obviously not used to someone asking those types of questions. But as he gets more and more comfortable with her and her ability, then he can he can trust her more to handle what needs to be handled instead of him having to do it himself. So we just thank you, Father. We thank you for continuing to bless Vanessa. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Miss Pam. You are so very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You truly have a gift, and I thank God. I thank God for you. I do. Mm-mm-mm. You too, Mr. Sam. Mm. The answers are there. Just keep seeking. The answers are there for us all, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm going to ease on back in here. (laughs) All right, y'all. Okay, you have a good one. Thank you. I will. You too. Okay. Amen. Okay. What time is it? Okay. Yeah. Oops, 9.22. Yeah, what? Oh, Lord. Wow, were you supposed to be somewhere? I thought she was going to get married. Mm. Exactly. Mm. All righty. Well, let me finish these lists up. She said she wasn't looking for love. Take care of my eyes. So whatever. Take care of your stuff. All righty, now. Are you coming by the building today? Uh, more than likely, yep. Would you bring some newspaper, please? I think about it. You know, just once you're going to shock that. Oh, okay, prayer call. Um, and just say yes. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to I was about to go there. I do remember, okay, prayer call. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me start. Roll, logic, appearance, anatomy, Obama, mastermind, promise to the church. Thomas Kari, you are under the ghost, get 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 the ghost,
Rushka to go Boska, Sakara. Tony Iden, Haska to go Boski to go Sandraska to go say Deke, Handraska to go say Shindraska to go say Deke, Handraska to go say Drandraska to go Sada, Handraska to go say Shadaga, Sakara. Lisa Brown, Hushka to go say Shinagosation to go say Shinagosandaka, Pushka to go say Shinagosation to go say Shinagosataka, Pushka to go say Shinagosation to Sarakata, Pushka to go say Shinagosaga, Sakara. Still in the college. Which could go station and go station and go station and go station and go sakara? Which could go station and go station and go station and sakara? Which could go station and go station and go station and sakara? Which could go station and sakara? Sakara. Donald Trump. Any family, Harandi negotiation, this could go Braka, Harandi negotiation, this could go Sandaka, Harandi negotiation, 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 Sura, Haraganela, and Sura, Sakra. Train area, Hushka negotiation, 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 Sakra. Sakara, <laughs> Yes, Father God, we praise your name. Hmm. Tony Brookings, Hushka negotiation, 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 Bobby Williams, which could go station to 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 go Sakara, which could go station to go station to go station to go station to go Sakara, which could go station to go station to go station to go Sakara, or should I go Sakara? Malcolm Bryson, who did a go station to go station to go station to go Sakara, which could go station to go station to go station to go Sakara? Push to the negotiation, 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 neg
Right, you're just trying to hustle up on the five. I got you. I got you. I understand. Okay. All right, well, we'll, we'll do something. We'll, we'll get it together. All right. Okay. Um, where am I? Okay, Mark, I'll be drinking family. Let's go to the negotiation, 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 Sandra, And pass mark, push to the position of position of position of saga, push to the position of position of saga, push to the position of saga, sakara. Mark eating child second, run the position of position of position of saga, run the position of position of position of saga, run the position of saga, sakara. And last go, push to the position of position of saga, push to the position of position of saga, push to the position of position of saga, push to the position of saga, sakara. Everybody else on the list, push to the negotiation of the station, the station of Saga, push to the negotiation of the station, the station of Saga, push to the station of the station, the station of Saga, push to the station of Saga, Sakara. No head, no gold dryer, no curlers, no none of that. She took all that with her. Of course. Let me look in the back. I don't know what's in it. You still cooking? Oh, damn, what's all that? Shit. I can't. I probably normally buy one from Phil. They need to get big bags and stuff. Why so much? Because it was in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the goal with the chicken? Not Wrap that. around a piece of bread? You know what? You bought it right because I, I ain't figured that part out. <laughs> mashed potatoes and corn, that's quick. Whatever, whatever's on your, on your mind, that's what you can make up for it. Oh. <laughs> like, oh maybe I should have given my mother. <laughs> oh, righty then. Wow. Hey, look, I, I, I got that on. I've been trying to get that. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. For real. For real. Oh, I need some salt. <laughs> I went to, I ran out of salt, and I had kosher. Oh, gosh, that is the salty. It's salt. Okay, salty salt, right. <laughs> so my husband said, babe, you can put no salt in this. I say, I know. Phone is ringing, Dad. Phone is ringing. Hello? Uh, 
Although sick and short in them say abuse and addiction, deceased and hospice, pick and choose. Okay. Um, hmm. Why don't we start out with the sick and hospice? Father, I said prayer for <clears throat> those that are that are ill or in hospice. Praying, Father, for for their peace in their spirit. They have to accept what is going on with their body. It may or may not be their time to to go home, but it may be a time for, for change. And so Father, I just pray that they that they quit fighting against it and understand what it could mean for their life now and going forward. I pray, Father, that they have the support they need to understand. But that even if they don't have that support, that they rely on you and your strength and know that you will help them in whatever it is you have decided for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Churches and congregations, Father, we say a prayer for the churches and the congregations. Father, there's just so much that is going on with them, some good, some bad. Father, we help, we pray that you weed out those that are not following your word. And that if the pastors aren't making the changes they need to make, that their congregation will open their eyes and open their hearts to you, Father, so that they can hear your voice, so they can hear you when you tell them this is not the church home for you. And, Father, for those that are doing as you are requesting, we just pray for continued blessings for the congregations as well as for the leadership. We know that the path is not is not straight and that it is not easy. But as they continue to walk in your word, they will continue to be covered. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, was it missionaries and prisoners? Sam, is it missionaries and, and prisoners? Prisoners and missionaries, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> On the news lately, there have been so many um, releases of men who who were innocent and who were framed for crimes that they did not commit and have been sitting in jail for decades. Father, I just pray this morning that whatever systems you have put in place, 
that they will continue to release those that are innocent of the crimes they were they were accused of. And Father, I pray that you will bless them in their release as they try to get acclimated to life outside of jail. I pray, Father, that they have you in their heart and that they rely on you to make the changes and adjustments that will be needed so that they do not end up back in jail. I pray, Father, that they will be able to let go of the jail mentality. Father, I pray for for the missionaries, people who are answering a call that comes from deep within to set their life to helping those that are less fortunate than themselves. I pray, Father, for their safety, for their health and their wellness. And I pray, Father, for those that they help, that the kindness that they extend will touch others who in turn will turn around and help people themselves. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father, I say a prayer for the prayer shift in ministries family, for those that call in on a regular basis and those that are only able to call in sporadically. I pray, Father, for their health and their wellness. I pray, Father, for their finances. I pray, Father, that they are making right decisions based on their relationship with you, Father. I pray that when they stumble and even when they fall, that they reach up to grab your hand to help them up. And I thank you, Father, for blessing them all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Who else? Unsaved. Uh-oh. Oh, ooh, the unsaved, the unsaved. Father, I, I, I saw on um, on Facebook the other day um, of a quote-unquote woman of God who was so upset about how the, the young women dressed coming to to church and how she was going to um, unfriend people and she's calling the women um, negative names. And, and Father, I I, I couldn't help but but to think this is a teaching moment because sometimes if you, if you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. And perhaps if someone would take the time and and um, and point out to them that there's a time and place for everything, and and some things are just inappropriate to wear in certain places. But that first and foremost, that she remember that 
what's important is that they are seeking you. And because of this um, th- this criticism, a lot of people have turned from the church, and some have even turned from you, Father. And so I just continue to pray that as we walk our walk, stumbling as we may do, that we plant seeds, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly, that may direct an unsaved person to you or at the very least may direct them to start asking questions about you, to start seeking information. I pray that we are continuing to water those seeds, to strengthen your followers, Father. And so I just pray that the the people of God remember what it is that they should be doing. And before we we so harshly criticize, we remember that we are not perfect, that we went through a phase where we needed assistance and guidance ourselves. And that perhaps we try and help someone instead of discarding them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Um, Sickness, shedding, or deceased in the house with abuse and addiction, unsaved, congregation, church, Christians, and missionaries. Okay, some of them I think I did. uh, I don't know about abuse and addiction. Yeah, that's one. I was just thinking of abuse and addiction. Oh, Father, I pray for the abused and addicted, which may not necessarily be all about drugs, which is always our first thought. But we can be abused and up, we can be upstanding. Father, I pray for your continued discernment. I pray, Father, that as people are struggling day to day, just dealing with life, that they seek you, Father, or have someone in their life to plant the seed to seek you, to help them with what it is they need to be helped with, whether it is to seek professional assistance or perhaps just to to find someone close to them, someone who cares, that they can talk it out. Sometimes we don't even realize that, that people are abused. And so it falls back on us to to not make quick judgments all the time because we do not know what people are going through. Mm. 
I thank you, Father, for all the different hats that you wear, for all the different issues that you deal with. And I just pray that as we encounter different situations, that we will do a little better ourselves. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, let's see, I did churches and congregations. I did the, I didn't do, I did the, I did sick and hospice. Um, what else we got? That might be all of stuff for the other group. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The one, the group that's above my pay grade. Hey, you're going to wait for your birthday. The what, ma'am? I said the group that's above my pay grade. Oh, no, baby. You got a pay grade that got in advance. No, you're further okay. now, so you can go ahead. You need uh, right. Right. Well, you know, life ain't right either. So I, I, I'll tell you what, we'll alternate. How about that? Okay. So uh, walking in the realm of the supernatural, how about that? You want me to do it or you want to start you deal with the supernatural. <laughs> it's all supernatural. <laughs> all right. Father God, walk us in the realm of the supernatural. Brusque the gumbosque the gosesh the gumbosque the gandrasque the gosesh the gosundrasque the gumbosque. Pusque the gosesh the gosesh the gosesh the gosundrasque the gosesh. Pusque the gosesh 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 the for yes, 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 Father, we praise thy name. For the we glorify you. For we seek thy face. You the converse in thy direction. For let your word begin to manifest. For let your spirit begin to come I have our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Okay. You say knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that, is that for the for prayer system ministries? Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, period. Okay. How about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Mm, that's a lot. That is a lot. Because although we may know, we may not understand. We may not have the wisdom. We realize as we get older, certain things make, make more sense. As we as we live, as we grow, as we experience, if we pay attention, we obtain the wisdom. Father, I pray that we do not get so full of ourselves that we think we know everything and that we still can't learn or that we can't learn from certain people. 
because even a child can teach us something if we're open to it, if we don't uh, – if we don't categorize that child, if we don't put that child in a in a box and and restrict and restrict it, we can learn from a child. Father, as we as we live our day to day, I pray that that we do what my mother used to say: you can learn something new every day, and keep ourselves open to that so that we are constantly learning and constantly acquiring wisdom and understanding and knowing that sometimes that means keeping your mouth shut and just listening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, I'm going to pray for grace, mercy, and favor. Yes, yes, yes. Grace, mercy, and favor, Father. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Yep. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. When we don't know why we are being peaceful when everything else around us is is tumultuous. When we are just sitting there or standing there and just like like we're outside a window peeking in. That is you, Father. That is you instilling that peace in our soul, in our spirit. And we may not fully understand it, but we accept it. We take a deep breath and we exhale. That is us turning over our worries and our problems to you and you accepting them. That is the weight being lifted off of our shoulder, shoulders. That lifts the fog that gives us clarity so that we can hear you as you give us instructions on what to do next or how to do something. And then we can move forth without the stress. 
any anxiety. There you go. Don't touch that, Mr. Taylor. So we just thank you, Father, for that peace. And for those that that don't feel it regularly enough, I already know you. <laughs> and we just pray, Father, that that they start to seek you more and more diligently, so that they will feel such peace. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. <laughs> Give us the strength, the ability, the desire, the courage to stand and to stand there for. Teach us how to walk in you, Lord, how to move in you, Father, how to flow and how to grow in you, Lord. In order for us to stand to the end, Lord, we must learn how to stand in you and not in ourselves. We must learn how to exchange our strength for your strength. Every aspect of our life, Lord, needs to be altered so that we can finish that which you called us to start, Lord. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Don't let us stop in the middle. Grab hold of us and move us down the pathway that you desire us to move, Lord. Hold our hands, kick our butts, drag us, whatever needs to be done so that we do not get stagnant and get stuck, Lord. You are our mentor. Help us to continue to submit our will to your will so we can do that what you call us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Here you go. You're like this one. How about financial breakthroughs and turnarounds? Now, I, did, I think I did that one for... for well, for the prayer shift and ministry, but you talking about in general? That's fine. Yeah, um, I think also. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, discernment, knowledge, and understanding. Restoring our youth. Either restoring our youth or praying for our youth, whichever one you want to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to do praying for our youth. Maybe you're going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Father, I want to lift up our youth, our children. It just seems like there's so much against them. And a lot of times it's from the people that are supposed to be protecting them. They have to be so much stronger to make them weaker.
Father, I pray that the children that do know you. will receive a seed that gets continually watered so that they can learn you, Father. Because you are going to be the answer to to the prayers that they don't even know that they're praying. You are going to be their salvation. You are the one that is going to save them. So many have been not only pulled away from the from the church, but just pulled away from you. Period. Mm. And so, Father, we we just pray that your children will have someone in their life that will guide them back to you. that will teach them how to seek you and to rely on you. Father, we continue to pray for their safety, their health, and their wellness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for restoring on you. All right. Billy, the person gets to the end. Praying about you, bestowing on you. God's wisdom, understanding, grace, mercy, and favor. Walking in the realm of supernatural, broken our gifts and our fruits. I thought you did walking in the realm of the supernatural. No, I I did that. No, I want you to do growth in our gifts and our fruits. Oh. Mm, okay. Growth in our gifts and our fruits. Mm, that is a mouthful, Father. Some of us are still not sure what our gifts are. So I guess the praying for, for growth in that area makes it all the more necessary. Father, I pray that as we are continuing our walk, that are we as we are continuing to seek you, as we are continuing to, to open our hearts to you and to make every effort to be obedient. That we that we get a better understanding of our gifts that are from you. And as we get an understanding of what they are, we get an understanding of, of how they are to be used. We thank you, Father, for the discernment. 
We thank you, Father, for the gifts. Even if we don't know what they are, they are from you. And so, therefore, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Supernatural superhuman strength and ability to get some talents on the synergistic and increase the faces. interesting that I am praying for health, healing, and restoration. I mean, you can go further because, girl, you can dig deep because you need that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I'm just saying, I'm on mute. Yeah, right. <clears throat> health, healing, and restoration. That's what I'm praying for, Father. Health, healing, and restoration. Not only for for others, but but for myself. Father, as I and others are are healing and are restoring ourselves physically, Father, I pray that we get an understanding of how this is affecting us spiritually, which may be too deep for some, but for those that have an inkling, I pray that they realize that it's it's deeper than than just a, a hospitalization, it's deeper than just a stroke or a heart attack, it's deeper than just an illness. that there is something about it that is supposed to to get our attention, to force us to dig deeper, knowing that, that restoration is there from you. And that we that we have to ask that we have to seek it and that we have to believe it. Realizing that, that this will take us to another level. Not everyone will 
will go the length that they're supposed to. Some will go part way and 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 give up because hard. And some will keep fighting. Which is why there are people out there who were who were paralyzed and were told that they would never walk again. And then they end up on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> because they did not give up. Because they, they sought you, Father, even if not by mouth, in their spirit, they sought you. And they believed. And they worked. And they did not give up. And that's what we have to remember, that we have to seek you. We have to believe. And we have to not give up. Thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I think that's everything. Everything, everybody. Um, so I'm on table. If anybody got any prayer requests, I'm on table for a minute while I run to the store, et cetera. But before that, anybody got any prayer requests or anything? Yeah, I do, because I might not, um, I don't know if I'm going to be on the phone for the for the full reading or not. So if you wouldn't mind praying for me and fam right now, I'd appreciate that. Well, you know this morning? All righty. Holy Spirit, let me pray for Pam Salmon. Borani to go session to go session to go session to go sandrandi to go session to go session drandi to go saraga. Sandrandi to go session to go session drandi to go sandranaga. Horomboski to go session to go mboski to go sandrandi to go sedia kandaraga. Horomboski to go... The word is reconciliation. But you need to come speak that and pray that over your family consistently. You're the one that's given charge as the gatekeeper. So you speak and pray for reconciliation over your family. And understanding process, understand that the moment that you do it, the moment everything goes in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> So then understanding process, as you see things going the exact opposite, then that's when you begin to praise God for the victory, for, for the breakthrough, and for the manifestation of what he's called you to do. You know, I see that's, again, I'm, I'm basically explaining that so, you know, people understand how this thing works and we don't get discouraged and disgruntled when, when, when things go awry. Well, just like we like me and you, Vanessa were talking earlier. There's a natural aspect and there's a spiritual aspect. So, understand that you know, hey, you know, you're gonna begin, you're gonna begin to pray for this as God has ordained you. You're gonna begin because you are the matriarch of the family. You are the one that God has put as the head, the gatekeeper of the family. He has just charged you to speak reconciliation over your family. So now being led by God and doing what God has ordained you to do, as you speak that, understand that the exact opposite, and since you're the one that's in charge, here comes the attacks on you. That does not mean you have been given the charge to be able to let go, to say to hell with this and it ain't worth it. No, 
That's why you must stand and stand there for in spite of what's going on, in spite of the attacks. That's when you walk in love and you be led by the Holy Spirit. And you let him work all that stuff out. Because for a true healing to happen, then a lot of things have to be exposed so they can be healed and dealt with. And that's going to help you get past your stuff as well as them get past yours, theirs. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Uh, that was a little bit better than your normal amen and not as bad as message. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now I'm gonna pray for you. Hold on, did it go say did it go You don't hear him, and you don't see him, but Morgan told me once that um, you know. And I've said it before on the call, and even 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 um, Maria's son had the same experience. Like she would be walking home, and this demonic entity used to talk to her, and they get to the end of the corner. He said, right, well, I, I, "I'm, I'm going to stop right here because I don't like your father." And Maria had the same experience with her son, you know, because Tracy's in the spiritual arena, and the thing would stay outside the house because he didn't like his mom. Well, what I'm saying for you, though, you might not have that ability at this time to really see or know, but you sense and you hear that demonic entity that walks with you on a constant basis because he's your friend. He's your friend and you're very familiar with him because he's your friend. He's your acquaintance. And you honestly see things his way, and you listen to him more than you understand and recognize. So now, Father God, I'm going to just ask for the Holy Spirit and for discernment to begin to enter in. Because, see, the Word of God must be able to reveal that which is true, that which is of the enemy, that which is of the Holy Spirit that which is of the Holy Spirit and her spirit and that which is of her her soul. The word of God is the only thing that can sever. So, Father God, I'm going to ask you to go in and sever and reveal so she can begin to see and make the necessary adjustments so she can grow, so she can continue to grow. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. That's that amen I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you want me to pray so that you can see the thing? Like, see what, the demon? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know how jumpy I get as it is. Well, I don't know if the question is whether you're ready, but is God ready for you to see that? That might be the better question. And what you asked me for? Because he's still not going to violate your will. Mm. 
Good morning. It's a perfect time for me to go on mute. <laughs> okay. Yes, you sounding all this humor. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> What's up, Nene? Hey. Hey. Hey, we all are. <laughs> we all was granted grace and favor to participate in another one of his glorious days. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> now, I have a question. hmm Okay. So are you saying that will Pam be ready to accept what is shown to her, or will she be sitting on the fence of finding it hard to believe? Say that again. Okay. For what Pam had asked you to, you know, to to pray so it can be revealed to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the people who have that entity in them are revealed to her, will she be accepting of this, or will she be sitting on the sense of heart to believe? You talking about where Pam might be? Yeah. I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I mean, because the way you just said it, that, you know, it has to work within her will. hmm Okay. And then, too, it's a lot of things we don't see behind the scenes. And for what we do try to put under our own understanding. And um, the one thing about it, the person that you never thought would do anything to you is the people who are closer to you. But in the meantime, it's the people who feel like they're the closest to you that feel they can do you greater harm. So with that one, um, I would if I was Pam, and just saying for me, I think I would ask for baby steps to get me into it and not come at it full throttle. Comments, criticism. I mean, the thing what we must learn, and it's, I'm going back to the word process. And even in, in Pam, I said, was she ready to see this? And more importantly, was he ready for her to see it? Right. It was, we must be more in acceptance of what he desires and what we desire. That's true. Because, because he knows what's best. Uh-huh. Because even even like with you saying her taking baby steps, which might be, and it makes sense to us, but God might know that if you take baby steps, you ain't going to never get there. So I'm going to just throw you in the midst of it and then watch you watch you sink or swim. So, I mean, so I, that's why that's why stuff like I literally, and this, you know, and it's actually good that you asked that because that's what we really have to learn, how to be submissive to what the Holy Spirit wants. He knows what's best. Like Erica says all the time, if God tells us something, 
a lot of stuff, she wouldn't end up doing it because she knows she would eat, go the other way and try to find something out. So she's literally, and I, I laugh because I look at the transition. Because she's literally at the point now, she don't even try to figure it out now. She, she did, when she sees herself going in her head, unless it's time for her, she, she backs up. And the way that he has done it, because he has put so much on her plate, she doesn't have the opportunity to go in her head. Because there's so much on her plate that's a priority, she's literally being forced to move because I, I can't afford to sit here and wait and ponder. So those are the kind of things that, that we must learn to let God lead us and grow us up in because he knows what's best for us. He knows how we're truly made, what we're truly comprised of, and what it's going to take to activate that which, that which is within us. Okay, I agree with that. Because we leave it up to Pam person. I'm tell you right now, Pam gonna be like, "Hell no!" <laughs> I'm just saying, and, and she know I ain't lying. And, and and even more so, she's moving now more so out of obedience and out of fear. And if I'm wrong, Pam, you can correct me. And what do I mean by that? She's she's being more so because she knows she needs to do it, but also fear because I fear if I don't do it, something's going bad happen to me. And and that and that's a reverential fear, not fearing God. But God is already showing her physically. Hey, I've been telling you. I mean, it's a parental thing. We as children, or our children do a lot of things because they, they're scared they're going to get their behind feet. So God is showing, hey, I'm tired of you not doing what I've called you to do. This is just a sample of what can happen. So now she's choosing to override her own desires, her own comfort zone, because, see, she lives a lot in her comfort zone, but she's recognizing now what her comfort zone is going to get her. So rather than staying where it's going to happen because God is truly speaking to me and showing me, I'm choosing now to say, you know what, I think I better move because if my, I, I, I don't have my choices of being now limited. So I was kind of speaking on behalf of Pam, and if I'm wrong, you can correct me. Why can't I just stay on mute? <laughs> uh? Because, again, fervent, oh, fervent one, you've been on mute too dog all along. You're more buoyant of walking on water. You said what? She's being more buoyant in walking on water. I don't walk on water every time it rains. All right, well, anybody else got anything? Because if not, I'm on table for a minute till I get to do, you know, I got to run to the store. And I'll come back and do the reading. So, anybody else got anything? I'm good. Okay, uh, I'm good. And I did follow Erica's instructions for me. I think it was last week, a week before last. And out of what she asked me to do, it kept me from being pulled into other dramas that okay. doesn't have anything to do with me. 
Mm-hmm. And also to help uplift the people who are struggling. And also being careful to guard my ears of not taking in stuff that I don't have any power over. But then not to let it pull me into something that wound up leaving me in bondage. Okay, so anybody going once? Anybody going twice? All right, so we're going to table it, and um, ask any other checks. Okay. Okay.